Warning, the following episode of Orsini's Uncensored Mind contains explicit language and adult content. The thoughts and opinions stated on the show are reflective of A.J. Orsini and his guests exclusively. But seriously, guys, the show's called Uncensored. If you got a problem with bad language, I really don't give a shit. Hey guys, episode 148, I have a lot to talk about here, and so much in fact, I could not have this conversation alone, so today, we're going to be doing something real special. I didn't bring back just one, this is the first time I've got both at the same time. It's going to be a menage a of comic book chatter. I've got Brandon Lewis, I've got Joe Pombo, I've got the hosts, the producers, the creators of Comic Conversation both in the house at the same time. This is going to be a bukkake of comic book entertainment, and I am prepared to get it all over the faces of the squad of all. Let's enjoy. Mind. I, of course, am AJ or CD. I cut that off abruptly. I'm very disappointed. My transitions lately have been absolute shit. But you know what hasn't been shit, folks? My life. My life has not been shit. I've been having such a good run. I was uber-duber positive on my Facebook the other day. I've been feeling it, which is a very big turnaround for where I have been. Especially if you've been listening to these episodes the last few weeks. There's been quite... A number of serious conversation that has been had here on Orsini's Uncensored Mind. And I've shared my apologies, but these were all topics I felt needed to be discussed and could not turn a blind eye to. But since 2020 has given us a pit stop and a brief moment of breath, we can take a breath and just sit down and talk about some other shit. Uh, Last week, I released an episode. I was actually, I got a few messages about whether or not I was going live with it. I did not. I released an episode talking about the land of extreme. I was talking about the good old days of ECW and, of course, uh, my history with the company and all the different things that relate to that. That was last week's episode. So I had a good time reminiscing and coming up with some old school wrestling and some old school sceny shit. Uh, today, I also want to go down memory lane, some old school sceny shit, some shit that I used to get into, some shit that I used to really get behind and follow, and of course, that love takes me back to something that I've discussed so many times on this show, and that is, of course, the lure and the entertainment value of comic book entertainment, not just the films, which of course I've done at nauseum here on this show, but the actual books themselves, the comic book characters, the stories, a magical world taken away just by having a breath and sitting down and cracking open a good old book and getting that ink on your hands and looking at all the colorful splash pages and whatnot, the joys of reading a comic book, which I feel might be a dwindling experience in today's world. But 
This is a topic so heavy, so huge, I could not do it on my own. So, of course, I had to bring in not one, but two of my comic book guys. They are the hosts. Well, this one I'm about to introduce is the host of Comic Conversation, which takes place on the 2B Scene YouTube channel. I have plugged them a thousand times. They're in my live opening video when I do my live um, video. There you go. And uh, Brandon Lewis, uh, the authentic Hollywood, all kinds of performer names here. Brandon Lewis, my buddy, my compadre, my frenemy, the guy that I tapped out in Texas. How are you doing, my friend, uh, on this joyous day? I'm doing great. It's so good to be back with my boy, my main <laughs> man, my job so brother. I am your main man. <laughs> <laughs> You're currently in the home of your main late, your main lady, but I am your main man. <laughs> That's the yeah, way yes, that yes. it's always been. And my main uh, lady is listening in. Oh, there so, you go. So well, you watch your mouth, well, mister. A uh, big shout out to uh, uh, the the main lady out there. I hope she's doing well as uh, as well. And I have she a, gave a very dainty hello, hello from afar. Hello, are you there? I'm there. I'm also here with another guest. Uh, I actually just got off the Zoom meeting with him uh, two days ago, and yep. we just did an episode for him on one of his shows called Disc Dungeon, which you can also find on the 2BC Network, uh, 2BC.com, and of course on the YouTube channel. He is the host of that show or co-host of that show. He is the creator of a shit ton. I can't even. I can't plug him. Because it would take too long. He's the yeah. creator. He's an editor. He's a whole bunch of deal. All around jack of all, jack off of all trades. I'm here with. <laughs> this is, I just wanted to thank you. This is my first bukkake. Yeah, I just wanted. You, to... <laughs> this is your first bukkake. You're too, you're too old to have this be your first bukkake. <laughs> High school must have been slow for you. But here, oh yeah, here we are uh, at the table. Here we are technically zooming right now, but. I'm recording just for the audio today. Come on in, Zoom. Come on in, yeah, Zoom. We're just here for You're not going to get, like, portion. any copyright problems with that. No. No, no, no. Not on Podbean. Right. No, you should be. Uh. <laughs> not on Podbean. Podbean, I did, like, a whole episode one day of just copyrighted shit and nothing happened. It's YouTube and Facebook that fucked me. <laughs> I had a, I went live with uh, on Facebook with one of my episodes, and I played, I forgot what track it was, uh, something in, in the beginning of it, and it cut off. It turned off the feed. So yeah, they don't, they don't that happened to me on around. Instagram. Yeah, they don't fuck around with the they don't. shit. They're not going to wait to flag you after the fact. They will shut you the fuck down yeah. immediately. Yeah. You had to restart and everything. But I yeah, What is to... this, 2011? Yeah, we got AI is. now. We yeah. shut it down as you're doing it. Yeah, yeah exactly. You can't take your Napster win and run with it. You got to continue with this garbage. Uh, but I want to definitely wanted to talk to you guys because not only are you guys my comic book guys, you're also my wrestling guys. You know, you guys are... Again, jack offs of all trades here. You guys, I haven't, I haven't had a chance to talk to you guys in forever. Uh, I think the last person, the last guest I've had physically in my house, was Brandon, and that oh. was a while ago. I think it was for my birthday, and then mm-hmm. right after that, COVID hit, and it has been a shelter in lockdown here at the house of O. Mm. So since yeah. it has been so long since I've speak and spoken to you guys, how are you guys doing right now with all this pandemic stuff going on? Uh, Joe, I just spoke to you recently and, and I'll get your answer, but Brandon, how have you been making out during this entire world outbreak, sir? Um, I'm fortunate because I'm still working, but I don't have to leave the home right. uh, in order to do that. Uh, I, I've moved in with my girlfriend, so we don't have to shelter separately. 
Nice. Uh, we we smart. He got all his essentials together before. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Life is good for Brandon, man. Uh, all the ducks were in a row when I took my shot. Um, nice. So so I'm is that a Hamilton here. reference. No. <laughs> oh. Believe it or not. Shooting your shot has existed before Hamilton, sir. Really? Yeah, Lin Manuel Miranda didn't create everything, guys. Come oh, on. God, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's a talented guy, but he is not God. So you got. All, I'm glad to hear that all three of us are living with our women, and during the course of COVID, no balls have gone dry. We're all uh, hugging and smooching our loved ones, whilst everyone else is going through their essential ordeal. So that's good. That's good. I'm glad you got food. You've got women. I'm sure. Women. Well, well I mean, you guys watch that's TV. Like, that's right? like, hold on. Other women it's like it's oh, like there's there's some kind of bus. Hey, if you got other women coming over, that's an even oh. better COVID. What a pandemic! <laughs> <laughs> pandemic also, for who? I, not for me. Well, I have the opportunity. I just want to let the uh, uncensored fan base know that I'm going to be on my best behavior today. <laughs> Because he's under supervision today. (laughs) I've been looking back on my past appearances. Like, you don't know this, but I'm a very introspective individual. Okay. And I was like, you know, my first time coming on the show, I'm quite sure I insulted a state. I think the second time on the show, I I mentioned my weight loss and said that I was better than everyone who was listening. Nice. Oh my God. Uh, I don't know. Who knew Brandon had a heel side? Jesus. I I did. I think think, think for the 100th episode, which is like uh, the first show that that might've been the first time me and Joe were like together, but we weren't talking about comics. We were talking about wrestling. Uh, For the the 100th episode, I think I was the topic. Uh, um, well, you, you you kept making big dick jokes, so I went the this other route true. and kept making little dick jokes. That's, yeah. that's right. Yeah. Count you and were trying I'm, to I'm the side of the that. argument, yes. And I'm going to try not to insult any states today. <laughs> I'm not going to claim I'm better than anyone today. Oh. I might make one little dick reference, but that's it. <laughs> you, you, you're giving yourself at least one little dick reference throughout this entire show. You captured. You've already off. you've already talked uh, referred to us as jack offs, and I, and, yes. and Joe's talking about Bukaki. I know it's gonna go downhill. Well, well, and my mom's love of penis. No. Your mom's what? <laughs> Stop this! Stop. <laughs> you represent the brand now, Joe. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. I'm actually un. So I'm so used so to being behind is, the scenes, and I, I figure yes. I can say whatever I want. Nope. So not anymore. I need, to put, I need to put a compilation of Pombo's greatest outbursts throughout. <laughs> Between the Benoit so conversation, murder is bad. I'm to get man. this man canceled. <laughs> if we had a, to put a together a Pombo rap album, that would be the cover of just him staring off the distance with murder is bad on the side right here. <laughs> we got to do like a track listing. It would be effing hilarious. But you guys are also, um, well, not just in the business at one point, but predominantly wrestling fans as well i wanted to ask you guys right out of the gate and joe you kind of hint on it a little bit just the other day and i kind of want you to expand more upon that about the whole empty arena aspect of the wrestling we have been getting for the most part indie wrestling has been kaput uh some companies are starting to make their comeback there's been a few announcements for upcoming shows but during the course of this pandemic it's been predominantly wwe aew uh impact wrestling's been running the shims rows uh, and we now have some people portraying themselves as fans. We know that they're getting marching orders, so it's not really the same thing. Talk to me about your interest level with wrestling shows during the course of this pandemic. So I definitely like 
understand your perspective when it comes to like, yeah, well, I don't want to watch. Cause, yeah, because I've been shitting on it this entire time. Yeah, I know. You, you've definitely been poo-pooing <laughs> on the whole thing. Relentlessly. But good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I like how AEW handled it a little better yeah. because they got more involved with the arena itself and used the arena as a fan, so to speak. Okay. So the utilization of your space is key into developing a really good story. So I, I greatly appreciate the, that which of which they did. And I also really got into them using the, you know, who was ever around part of the production crew, just kind of like, all right, cameraman, you put the camera down, now get in this other shop and just go like, yeah, you know? <laughs> so that was a, a very clever way of handling that. So, you know, everybody's Teamwork. tested and they're all negative avoid of the COVID. So it was great to see them, you know, have utilization of, you know, lesser, I don't want to say lesser people because they're all wonderful people. People are great, you know? And it's great yeah, to nice, have them around nice us. <laughs> but like, you know, I don't want to say they're shitty, but <laughs> <laughs> well, Karen's are shitty. But um... <laughs> Brandon was worried. Not about even it. a hot take. Karens <laughs> are shitty. They are. They totally are, man. Oh, but man. you, you know, like I said, in? I love what they're doing, and I I consistently watch every Wednesday AEW. Um, Amy's really into it. She films. Uh, she records it off the television, and she puts it. On uh, Instagram, you know, she's she's loving it, and I am too. I don't really get into NXT. It just never clicked for me. I think that they were late on the ball when it came to that idea. I feel like they copied it from AEW. And it looks better on Raw, but it, it's not really working on the other the other shows. What what idea? I, I, the... uh, having, like, the, the crew and... And some of the folks that are usually behind the scenes. Come well, that's where I give a- okay. that's where I give AEW the credit, uh, and I've said it on the show here before. The fact that they addressed it immediately. Yeah, we, we had pseudo fans in the audience at AEW pretty much from the beginning, maybe an episode or two in, and they acknowledged the whole world pandemic night one. The first time they they had, were all in the ring and they turned off all the lights and stuff, and they had that real serious promo. They said, "Listen." This is what's happening. This is what's going on. We acknowledge it, but at the same time, we feel responsible to still give you guys a product, so here's what we're going to do. And then, boom, they just got it out of the way and ripped the bandaid off, and then they just went in and whatever. WWE, up until they got accused of shit and thrown on the burner, refused to even acknowledge that this shit is even happening. We're going to the PC for shits and giggles. It just... (laughs) We just got tired of paying for all these buildings, and we're just going to, you know, we didn't want fans around either because they were paying the ass, and we're just going to do our shows. There's no mention of it. There's no talk of it. Brendan, uh, how have you been taking to this new version of pro wrestling in 2020? I haven't been watching at all. There you go. Wow. Kaboom. <laughs> now, to be fair, how heavy were you watching before this whole thing transitioned into empty arenas? I was only watching NWA on YouTube. There you go. Which, by the way, folks, check the uh, feed. They're on their way back, NWA. <laughs> Billy Corbin nope. released a statement on that. Eddie Kingston is, yeah. is killing Money. it Money. in NWA. I've been watching that, too. The problem with Eddie, and I've told this, told him this a thousand times, he's, he's money everywhere he goes. <laughs> the only thing that stops Eddie Kingston is Eddie Kingston. Oh. He can't get out of his own fucking way every time i've literally sat there and watched him unfold his entire career shooting promos on bookers and promoters and all kinds of I, he doesn't give a fuck like he'll stand up for himself and that's an admirable quality but it's not great on the uh, the business aspect brandon uh, i i think that's right you'd know better than me i don't have as close a relationship to eddie kingston or a lot of the wrestlers i think you've allowed yourself uh as someone who stepped in the ring 
you, you, you've had more hats in the business than I have. Okay. So you have a closer relationship with a lot of the wrestlers. Yeah. I don't know about Eddie Kingston behind the scenes. What I do know, I, I guess one of the people I do feel a little closer to is Homicide. And yeah. Homicide, I feel like this is probably the most positively he's spoken uh, about any organization in a long time. Yeah. And yeah. so if it's really promoting the kind of wrestling that not only makes fans happy, but makes the people that work there feel good about being there, then I don't see how Eddie Kingston can fail or really anyone. Like the opportunity seems to be yours for the taking. Eddie Kingston does not look like a star, but he talks like a star. He talks like he's been a star for a long damn time. Yeah. You know, there's no, I don't feel like I have to worry about, oh, you've got to look a certain way to be a top guy when they're revitalizing the career of someone like Trevor Murdoch. Yeah. You know, so it's. Oh, wow. Yeah. Trevor Murdoch. It it makes me feel good to watch. And and I feel like, uh, I feel that it's the most modern wrestling show even though it has the semblance of old school it's short for all of our short uh, attention span millennials and gen z people Mm -hmm. Uh, it's free it's on youtube i can watch it on my phone i don't need a subscription to watch it like (laughs) i'm good like it, it it just it's the best program for me to watch and i'm happy here that it's coming back and I'm upset because this was a golden opportunity for the NWA to create yet another streaming service so that I can make fun of Pombo for his hatred of streaming services. <laughs> they, they did the right thing because, you know, I can. <laughs> it, made, it definitely, listen, the YouTube aspect was the best business plan they ever came up with. More people are being exposed to the NWA product now than they have in, what, 20 years, maybe? Maybe Believe even me. longer than that? Yeah. There's, there's just an air of legitimacy to them and no disrespect to any of the other uh, independent organizations that have been running on YouTube, you know, just trying to put their content on YouTube for a while now. But it just feels like a very tightly knit, well-produced program uh, with professionals working in every aspect of the studio on stage and behind the screen. Yeah, well said. Yeah, they were doing that teamwork thing you were just talking about, Pombo, a little while ago, long before the pandemic hit. The uh, NWA looks like they're in a really good position to um, save a lot of money when this whole thing opens back up. That was one of the aspects about NWA uh, that I was liking so far, the fact that they kept it so small. They kept it so privatized, and there's not a whole lot of people in the room, but there's just enough to give you that live audience feel. They've kept the... Uh, rostered nice and slim, just the guys they need, and they got all the right performers in there. Sandell's there, Anderson's there. They got new guys there that are getting over on the old talent. It's just a whole lot of fun. I'm actually glad that the NWA now is, because there were a lot of rumors, they're going to sell, they're bankrupt because of the whole pandemic deal, and Billy Corden goes, ah, no, 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 no. We're coming back very, very soon, guys. Hold your horses. We'll be back in a minute. I'm wondering if they're going to unshelf Dan Severn for anything. That'll be fun. With Billy Corgan, he's not at risk of really, like, losing anything. Like, I don't know exactly how long contracts are, how much he's paying people, but Billy Corgan has money. He's not a multi-billionaire, you know, but but I don't think that if NWA stopped producing content, Billy Corgan would be broke. He has no (laughs) – and he has no uh, uh, stock people that he has to – uh, make Indeed. happy. He doesn't have to yeah. appease to any any board members. It's just him and his wrestling program 
Uh, uh, and that, and also, that was great about YouTube. No networks to demand yeah. programming from or have to submit weekly content, which is where AEW and WWE fell into. They, yep. there, there was never a situation of, well, we feel responsible to the fans. No, you have a contractual agreement to give fucking content every fucking week at a set time. Don't tell me that. Oh, God, yeah. nothing oh, irks me more than Stephanie McMahon laughing fans. about it on TV. He's like, yeah, <laughs> we're here to fulfill our commitment to our fan base. No, you're not. You have a contractual agreement with Fox that says, gimme, gimme, gimme. So yep. you have to do, do, do. Don't <laughs> do, do. So we, we talked a little bit here <laughs> on, the, uh, uh, on the NWA front. I really wanted to get your guys' uh, opinions on that, but I really, 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 really wanted you guys here because uh, in the whole process of this whole COVID and sheltering and speaking out and BLM and all these different topics and everything coming out into the open and everyone now having, because that was one of the things about outrageous topics is the point of discussion. You want to have discussions on these topics. There's, a, there's police brutality discussions taking place, Black Lives Matter conversations taking place. And I'm happy that everyone's talking about it. Far too often over the course of human history, these things swept under the rug. And who knows, a year from now it may be swept under the rug again, but at least right now everyone's talking about it. So I felt the need to talk about it. But I don't know how everybody else feels. I needed a fucking palate cleanser. I just did. I needed something just for the moment to just get my mind off things. And, of course, I always lean to wrestling. But mm -hmm. as we just discussed, ain't a whole lot of wrestling for me to grab onto right now, except for some of the old no. shit. So I started looking into different avenues and different ways of entertainment. And that's where comics came up for me. Now, the oh. two of you – go ahead. Uh -huh. I, I just want to grab one thing. It's almost like a prop, but something to talk about. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, I'll, I'll, be, I'll be right back. So you right? grab your, you go ahead and grab your your prop thing. I will oh, sit God. here and speak to the Monday Night Messiah for a little bit, and <laughs> we will we will continue. I, I'm glad he ruined my segue with uh, his uh, his question. Of, of, I was of trying to be in my prop. good behavior. <laughs> but anyway, I I've started thinking about comic books because my son is five, right. and he just recently got. His very first uh, comic book, if you want to, because it's Sonic the Hedgehog, but it's a comic book. It's in comic book form with all right, these right. different characters and stuff. And, and Sonic has a long history in, in comic books. Okay, well, there you go. See? So he's a big Sonic guy. He saw the book. He wanted the book. We got him the book. So we decided we're going to sit down and we're going to read the book. Now, my son is five. He will be starting kindergarten in September. But he's already reading and doing math at a first and second grade level. He's pretty much reading. He's five and he's in kindergarten, but he's pretty much read the book on his own, with the exception of a few of the bigger words. Uh, and he enjoyed the book. He had fun doing it. And I tried to jump on that. And I was like, all right, well, let's maybe look into some other books. You know, let's see. You know, it's been a long time since I've had comments in the house. And he's like, no, no, no that's, that's, that's fine. I this was a good book. I'm, I'm, I'm right. going to go back and do this now. The current makeup with streaming everything and downloading everything and PDFing everything and comic books now being in movie form, so what's the point? Comic books as a whole, as an industry, the actual physical paper and ink of it, are, are we, uh, to someone who's not really following it, are we really at, a, are we at an all-time low or is it doing better than we actually think right now? I think it's doing better than people think, but it's not, we're not necessarily at a financial ha uh, high point, I yeah. would say, in comic books, but it's not an all-time low either. 
it's it's interesting to watch the company decisions that are made, uh, the, these executive decisions, because I really can't tell what's going to happen next. Hmm. On one hand, Marvel is making the same, you know, the same money they always make. But that's not necessarily because all of their titles are doing well, but they sell so many variants. It scares a lot of people. They, they'll have multiple variant covers of the same issue, and it reminds them of the, uh, the 90s when there was all the hologram covers and the foil yes. covers. And uh, uh, there, there's people who fear for, I guess, Marvel bankruptcy, but that's just not going to happen under the Disney umbrella. Financially, well, I, Marvel- I wouldn't be too sure about that. Disney's posted some amazing losses lately. And they Could are you say it with less of an erection when you, when you... <laughs> Wait. No, I, I just want to hear where Joe goes with it. Okay. Uh, no, no, no. Bob Eager and the uh, Disney's uh, corporate heads, their main fun- funnel of money has been the theme parks. Um, as number one, the movies is like number three, actually, in a lot of the animation and such. And of course, uh, merch has been number two. So a movie can come out, it can make a couple of, it can make a billion dollars. But they'll make $5 billion off of toys and, and things. And to them, I see comics as being uh, an extra added merch section for them. It's not it's something that generates an income, but not to the point where um, it'll change the, the bottom dollar at the end of the year. But I find it interesting when um, they're looking at budget cuts and they haven't really slashed too much except for personnel when it comes to the theme parks. The theme parks have reopened. So that may change, but they are pushing some historic losses, just like any other company is right now. And I don't know where the scythe will fall once they decide to start cutting things. And will digital print be under the under the, the watchful eye of the Bob and be cut is what my main fear is. But I don't see them cutting out um, stories and, and such completely so much as maybe like reducing the amount of paper press that they do release. Uh, one of the things that makes Walking Dead uh, uh, comic books so valuable is their first run. Uh, all the comics were under 200,000 issues. So they're very expensive because they're quite rare. And that 200,000 is just out of my ass. The, the actual number might be much less because I know it's an actual very rare thing to have the first several sets uh, of the single issues for the Walking Dead and it makes them extremely valuable. And that's Something as a, a comic collector, I used to be a massive comic collector to the point where I could have been that Simpsons character. Uh, do you make comic books? <laughs> you know, <laughs> exfoliating and, their. I remember I that guy. Yeah. Like the peanut butter ones. But, but uh, <laughs> I hear what you're saying, Joe. Mm-hmm. But at the at, at the same time, I was expecting Disney to have losses because they just launched Disney Plus. That's cost yeah. money. Uh, uh, and Disney Plus is very important because even before they launched their own platform, ESPN itself was losing a ton of money. Their biggest market for loss was ESPN. ESPN was not making any money. Especially ESPN. It's like no matter how well Disney did, ESPN would bring them down. Right. Which sounds really funny because like the the sports has always been the more popular than comics and the comics were for the for, for the for the dorks back in uh, yeah in the 90s, <laughs> the sports ain't making Disney no money. No, so. <laughs> sports, it's funny because the sports aren't making money in general. They shut down before anything oh. else did. Yeah, 
Um, but it's not just a Marvel-related thing. It's interesting to watch the comic industry and how it blossoms and develops because just now, well, uh, even before I say what happened just now, Netflix has their own comics. You know, uh, it, it's no longer... If the two biggest comic book industries are already... Uh, com two biggest comic book companies are already owned, you know, Disney has Marvel, Warner Brothers has DC, you know... Uh, these other companies have nothing to work with. And so Netflix got their hands on a couple of writers, made some very nice contracts with them to develop movies, TV shows, but also comics for those movies and TV shows. Uh, and we're seeing a lot of that. I believe Universal, uh, I, I could get it, be, I'll look it up later on to find out if I got the right movie company. But I believe Universal is also looking to launch their own comic book brand. So it's funny because while we know it may not be the biggest moneymaker, it's normally uh, uh, the, the, the thing that inspires the biggest moneymaker. And so all these movie companies are now getting their hands in some comic book money. Well, comic books, it sounds after everything that you guys both just said right now it feels like comic books right now are huge on the end of creating content but the actual printing and creation of the comic itself is becoming almost like a taxing burden because for some of these companies while their products and their and their biggest sellers come from comic backgrounds it appears that comics itself is not the money maker for comic industry that the content itself, the creator, the, the characters, the storylines, the outright marketability of all of the things that they're creating over time seems to be the draw. So it almost seems like if it wasn't for that, if it wasn't for the fact that fans love these characters so much and want to see these stories so much that comics kind of would be dead now, right now, wouldn't it? I think the thing that keeps it from just being this uh, a failing medium is the adaptation that we see, not just in movies, TV shows, cartoons, uh, but even like Neil Gaiman now has an audiobook version of yeah. the Sandman. Yeah, I noticed that too. Um, so it's not just the adaptations, but I think the comic book industry as a press industry does a lot to look out for itself as a, uh, as a medium. Because they know that's their bread and butter. Right. So whereas you take uh, uh, another medium in the same industry like news, news is all about what's happening right now. It's literally new, new information. It's new. So, so the, 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 the competition there or the issue there, the reason why press has such a problem making money is because people can just get that content online. Like yeah. instantaneously... Instant you don't have to pay That's for it. Yeah. It, it, and and some companies for the probably have like a paywall. You know, like Daily News, you can get a couple free articles, but if you want, you know, unlimited articles, you got to pay for a subscription. Mm -hmm. uh, and those subscriptions are important. And there's been so talk about their printing press uh, situation also taking a hit because of it. Yep. Yes. But Marvel and DC, they do things to protect the, the, the industry itself. So the Marvel app, for example, I do all of my comic book reading on the app. The Marvel app is six months behind. 
So if you want what's happening right now, you've got to go and either go to the store and pick up a copy, that's or clever. you can download it. You could download it digitally, but that's going to cost you too. Um, same thing with DC; they're a year behind. So if you want to pick up something, go to the store and pick it up. You want it digitally, pay for that. As soon as you said that, my brain said, "Go to the store or wait six months." <laughs> and my, my twenty twenty brain said. I'll wait the six months. <laughs> I have there's a comic book store right by my apartment. It's called Joker's Child. Literally, I drive out of my door, driveway or whatever. I have an apartment complex. I drive out of here and I just go straight down the river road, uh, maybe about two miles, and there's this giant like ha ha, and it's Joker's Child. That place is amazing, and they are doing you know you can order your stuff, call up, and then you can come pick it up. And I was like, oh, you know what? I'll see if I can go in and, you know, see if I can just grab something real quick. The old school flipping through the uh, catalog deal? Yeah, it's like one of those browsing through the catalog, you know. But, like, they, they made it catered to uh, – they have a huge backlog section. It's massive. It's, like, four times. I used to have 10,000 comics. How massive it's, is it? It's so massive that it's <laughs> BBC. Um, <laughs> but uh, – <laughs> I but need, I need a visual aspect of that. <laughs> I have to. It was great. It's from the black guy too. It's amazing. Yeah. You see, this <laughs> is what I'm saying. And Brandon was the one who was worried. <laughs> yeah, it's always me, you know. But it's and then no. you represent the brand. Good, <laughs> <laughs> brother. So yeah, the black guy. Yeah, so what? I went over there. You know, we're in. I'm in New Jersey. We're like, uh, we're finally at phase three. Of this okay. uh, crisis, so stores can open and you can peruse, but you can't have X amount of people in there, and some people have to wait outside. And you have to social distance, and that's what's going on at the comic book store. And you know, to my surprise and delight, there was a line wrapped around the building for the comic book store. So I was super excited to see that hmm. happening. And but where I live is a lot of of the Netflix executives and creators and and some of the production people live. And they all go to that comic book store because, hey, I, you know, I worked on Daredevil or, hey, I worked on Luke Cage. Yeah. And I'll have like 45 minutes conversations and I beg them to come on comic conversation. It doesn't work out, but <laughs> <laughs> I don't want them. <laughs> yeah, fuck them. <laughs> I vote nay. Who um, said no? As, as... Not, don't, don't, look, don't, don't suck their dicks, Joe. I'm not sucking <laughs> off anybody. You know, yeah. it's not my game. Well, but don't you know, count yourself out just yet. The early is still, the day is still young. Yeah, yeah. I, even if I, I did get into my bag, babe. <laughs> I did get to watch a couple episodes. So I'll go two... as far as that. I'm very persistent, so I'm like, "Give me your phone. I'll show you the episode." I'm not like, "Yeah, yeah, check it out." Common conversation and walk away. I'm like, "No, no, no. Give me your phone. I'll show you how to spell it and everything." Well, as as uh, you guys are pretty modern men here in 2020, you guys <laughs> understand how this all works. You just eloquently explained it there. But as long-term comic, not long-term, but long-time comic book fans, how does it affect you guys when the thought of where a lot of people now are getting their quote-unquote comic knowledge from either the movie or the show or the app, and you know when you see, like, for instance, Captain America Civil War, they managed to take what took two years or so in book form to create and shove it into a two hour presentation. And I'm With, sure they left out 80 to 90% of the shit that actually was in the story. That's what I was say, yeah. How 
how do you reconcile that with with comic book fans and you say well if this is the new medium this is the way we're going in the future does it hurt your heart to be like well what are we losing to gain all that one one thing that i talk about with folks uh especially when i'm at the line in the movie theater because i'm a chatty kathy i'll admit it i'll oh, stand no, in yeah, line we can't shut hey, you up you yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what'd you say yeah no yeah we can't shut you up yeah. you're no, the no, guy no. online of the movie that i would fucking ignore because you would just start spouting off all this comic book shit like when me and brandon we used to sit on lines at wrestling shows and all <laughs> you hear is just well you know if Fez was here, he wouldn't have been over because uh, <laughs> da, 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 da. I, I remember, I don't mean to cut you off, Joe, but th- there oh, was okay. one day I've never seen Brandon so physically angry Uh-oh. over overhearing conversations. It wasn't even like they were talking to us, <laughs> but being surrounded by people having the most ROH 10. Yeah. The, oh. the, 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 <laughs> just overall, just being in the crowd or in the line while other people are having these conversations drove him to almost absolute madness. By the time we got in, I do believe, if you can correct me if I'm wrong, you swore off ever <laughs> being in these lines ever again after that fucking situation. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't. It, it's tough because um, – <laughs> I don't like to disrespect the people that I want to watch my videos. Yeah, right. <laughs> but um, I, 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 I try to. I, I'm not someone who is such a stickler for certain things, and and ah, like it's, I, uh, uh, that PTSD is kicking in again. <laughs> One thing I'll say about ROH 10, that was a long fucking line I waited on, and I got to hang out with Puerto Rican Superman. I don't know if you guys are familiar with that dude. No. He was a dude that wore the My Puerto dad? Rican flag. As a <laughs> what? My dad? That's the only Puerto Rican Superman I know. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, nice. Look at that. That father-son love. Go ahead. Yeah, look at that. No, dude has this like PG-13. A... This, is, <laughs> this is quality family content right here. There you go. There you go. go ahead, small so dicks. Go a, a belt, a workout belt. Okay. Uh, and he had it signed by all the wrestlers. He used to hang out. He used to get there like I guess four in the morning, and wait for the doors to open so he could be the first one in. And then when the wrestlers would come in, he would get him to sign it. And I'll never forget at that at particular uh, venue, there was a man that was quite large. And I'm a big man myself, but this guy got me bested by at least 250 pounds. And at that time, I was at a robust three. So this was quite the man. Was a and description, he yeah. was the one that was standing behind me. And I just kept feeling this like rub, this slow like push um, towards my back. I'm like, whoa, this is, un- this is very uncomfortable. So I started to turn on my side because the man had just so much presence, we'll say, that girth. <laughs> his girth. <laughs> he was very girthy. He was very bulbous. And he oh. just kept rubbing himself. Uh, and not like the nether region, just his belly just kept rubbing on people. Uh, to move around, yeah, waiting I've in got, line. I've got the, the oil. Continue. <laughs> uh, get, getting back to the original question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. yeah. I was going to no. let Joe finish. But, yeah. <laughs> question, yeah. Well, Joe, I, was, um, Joe was onto something and I cut him off, but yes. You know what's amazing? Like, we have we're, we've been rolling in the same circle for so long. And because we didn't actually introduce each other to each other, we didn't even know it. I've been to so many ROH shows. I saw Joe versus the the really tall Japanese dude. I saw Daniel Bryan and Nigel McGuinness. I can't remember the guy's Takeshi name. Takashi Morishima? Yeah, Morishima. Thank you. I'm such yeah. a fucking nerd. 
go back to your uh, conversation well, before about the, yeah i want to go back to the original yeah, conversation yeah, yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> I cut you off you were talking about how you're online with certain people yeah and so we're talking a lot about of the, the times when we're in the movies and people strictly know only the movie versions of thing i said hey you're missing out about 75 percent of the characters here that are really special to the story and are very intricate to the larger picture of the marvel universe i suggest you go to a comic book short store and immerse yourself into some of this work that you're missing out on because it's not only the the story itself written in the pages but it's the visualist and then, aspect and then they laughed at you for it. being old what and then they laughed at you for being old no they <laughs> me. i'm also I, bigger than they are so <laughs> I, I i don't worry about where people's knowledge is you know uh what, what people think about as their facts whether it be the movie facts or i don't think trying to figure out or trying to uh, argue amongst what's canon is mm. even really important. You know, the, the, the X-Men that I grew up on, like I had the Jim Lee comics and then the, the cartoon on Fox, which was Jim Lee inspired artistically, but was the Claremont uh, 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 inspiration, had a lot of uh, that era being told. And so my stories, are a little backwards. Like I, I know yeah. that era, but with like this dash of Jim Lee, and it's not necessarily correct. But I don't think your experience is necessarily less than for experiencing and enjoying comics that way. Um, you know, uh, I know that. I know that uh, your kid, Little O. Yes. I know that Little O watches uh, uh, DC animated programs. You see, you know, yeah, my son has officially staked his claim. He is a he likes both, but when put on the spot, um, he's a DC guy. Yeah, right. And what he what he sees on TV may not necessarily be comic book accurate. No, but it, it, as long as he enjoys it, just enjoy it. Because I'm hoping that you enjoying it, however you enjoy it, might get you to pick it up. But not everyone's interested in superhero shit either. And so I've been trying to, even though the majority of what I talk about, I feel when I do comic conversation is superhero related. Um, the, the the next episode that comes out is probably going to be about uh, Black Panther. Oh, that's one. timely. Yeah, and the one <laughs> and the one uh, the one before that was the Incredible Hulk, uh, or should I say the Immortal Hulk? Right. So it's my mom. I, I know that. I do a lot of superhero conversation. But comic books extends way beyond that. Right. One of the most shared images I see on social media right now is the story featuring uh, Donatello. I believe it's going to be Donatello. But, oh, the uh, last Ronin thing? Yes, this single, the last remaining Ninja Turtle. He's carrying all of uh, the, the, the weapons, the Psy, the, the, the bow, the, the katana, the staff. He's got them all. We don't really even know what the story is. Right. We don't need to know what the story is. Anyone who's grown up on Ninja Turtles, and not everyone who grew up on Ninja Turtles read that original black and white comic. Everyone who grew up on Ninja Turtles, whether it was the 80s, the 90s, or 2000s, are interested in this comic. And that's cool. The important way to keep comic books relevant is keep telling original, interesting stories and as long as that's happening and the comic book industry isn't trying to mimic what we see in the movies, right. as long as the comics are what's cutting edge, they're going to be fine. 
And what happens if we lose the comic? I don't see the comic losing. Because it's such a good source of all this content? uh, uh, Not just because it's the source of the content, but it's always going to be in a position to tell brand new stories. Movies take too long to develop. And expensive. (laughs) Yes. Whereas there's new stories every week and uh, uh, coming out in comics. And as long, like I said, as long as they're cutting edge, I'm going to use the Avengers as an example. I'm not really following the Avengers comics when I'm reading for my own uh, uh, personal enjoyment right now. And that's because a lot of times when I check out comics, uh, the Avengers look like they're kind of mirroring uh, mirroring what we see in the movies. When the Civil War movie was out, Marvel had Civil War 2. Yeah. yeah, I'm not interested in Civil War 2. And Civil War 2 came out years ago. But even now, it seems like the core of the Avengers team is going to be Captain America, Iron Man, Thor, Black Panther, you know, just people that we see, you know, you know, Hulk. People that we see in the movie, that's always going to be what represents the Avengers. And I don't want to see that reflection. The comic book is supposed to be the innovator. Not the not not the one following the innovator. You mean like when they changed Quake's appearance in the comic book to look more like Chloe Bennett from Agents of Shield? Yes. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not a fan. Well, you, sometimes you it works out. Isn't that how we got Harley Quinn? That um, was the animated series. See, and, and I see what you're saying, and I think that's very cool. But I think the the importance there was in uh, innovation. Harley Quinn was new and popular, so comics oh, got a hold of that as soon as they can. Because it worked, too. Uh, they were like, okay, we're going to incorporate this. <laughs> uh, absolutely. But when it comes to, like, uh, uh, Quake, Quake existed before the TV show. Right. So trying to make Quake look like Chloe Bennett is just like, eh. To be fair, is there any possible way that we could make more women look like Chloe Bennett? <laughs> I, I'm not a, I'm not attracted to Chloe Bennett. Oh, okay. Oh, wow, okay, really? Mute. Mute. Right click, put him in the waiting room. She's an attractive woman, but once I learned that she was dating or previously dated Logan Paul, her wow. physical appearance just started melting away to me. <laughs> wow. You've been wow. Yeah, like it's right. like, oh, really? This is the kind of person you are. You would date Logan Paul. <laughs> oh no that just means yeah, that she's yeah. got lower standards than we thought that's a good thing for some guys yeah like, oh, maybe at my age i've just turned into shallow how i don't know <laughs> no uh, it's not shallow it's no, the other no, way you, you put yourself on a higher pedestal now yeah. you have more no no that was the name of the movie the shallow how remember the name of the movie i'm just saying yeah. I, I understand your reference i'm saying it's incorrect you heard okay. yourself you're not being selfish or shallow about it. You're putting yourself on a higher pedestal. You yes. respect yourself yes. more. I, if you pay attention to high, myself, but I don't think it means what you think it means. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I have been holding myself to a higher standard on my social media. I have been replying with the hashtag King Shit for a while because I'm trying to get my brothers to be more king-like in their mentality. We gotta start turning down pussy. You gotta start turning it down. <laughs> You got to. This whole idea that they think they run us by the balls is a joke. We've got to, now. I know it's very easy for a guy who's been with the same woman for seventeen years to be like, "Yeah, turn down the pussy." But no, you've <laughs> got to do what you got to do, guys. Try to get your king shit back. 
But I'm going to leave this off to because we've been talking a lot on the business end. And Brandon, you mentioned something a little while ago that actually piqued my curiosity. And I'm going to leap off of that and continue where I'm going next, which is reading for your own enjoyment. You mentioned earlier yeah. that you still read for your own enjoyment, still read for your own recreation. You mentioned that Avengers is a title that you don't really follow. You guys deal with this stuff all the time. You you create comic book content on, the, on your YouTube channel. You obviously discuss it. It's huge in your personal lives. What are you guys reading? What are you guys reading? Avengers is something you don't read. But, Brandon, you mentioned that, that comics reach beyond the Marvel DC kind of spectrum. There are other types and genres and different uh, variations of comics. What are you into? Are you more of a graphic novel guy? Or are you still picking up the, the Tencent pages and... Now it doesn't even really feel so much as graphic novel so much because it's all digital anyway to me now. Oh, okay, yeah. That's, so, so, uh, I'm still reading, comic I'm, display I'm still, now. I'm, I'm still reading a ton of Marvel because that's where that's my, my ties are. The, uh, I'm reading Venom. I'm reading, I was reading Guardians of the Galaxy, but the run that I was reading has finished. That's wrapped up. So, uh, Runaways, uh, I've been reading. Uh, all of the X-Men titles, I feel like I, I'm, because I feel that, that that's the downside to physically buying them. When, when you physically purchase uh, 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 the, the titles, it feels like, oh man, I've got to get all of these X-Men titles to stay in, oh, there's so many X-Men titles. And me, they're just all on my app, like, yes, please. Yes, <laughs> yes, all of the X-Men titles. Yes, I, um, I'm still reading Dan Slott's Spider-Man because I had boycotted it uh, after Brand New Day, and so I had 10 years of Spider-Man to read, and I'm still on Dan Slott's Spider-Man. Uh, there, on the DC end, I've been reading Wonder Woman, Deceased, uh, Event Leviathan, and Batman Meets the Ninja Turtles. Uh <laughs> And uh, completely free of them. Right now, I'm reading The Boys because I never finished it when I was reading it. Uh, and now everyone's going to be talking about it again, so you need to be up on it. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's, it's popular. It's We, we had, did an episode a while back. It did very well. Not yeah. as well as the Bow Ranger episode where Sini still oh, hold on, hold on. Oh, I can't even. Thrown. I can't even. I can't partake in you that. Got dethroned. I got oh dethroned. yeah, you didn't. No, you don't yeah. want to see your stuff, man. He was slick with it. He 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 took he took me on his show the other day just to embarrass me publicly. <laughs> no, that's not what wanna, it was. He didn't want to write a post about it. He wanted to make sure. He waited till the end so I wouldn't sign off and <laughs> ditch him on his own episode. But I was dethroned. Yes. So I want. Oh really? I, I didn't rematch. even know. Yeah, that Walking Dead episode. I, I don't know what's going on. The but... Walking Dead episode? Yeah, oh, it's 5,800. Babe, the Walking Dead episode that you are on is the most watched. Uh, uh, right, wait, 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 wait. Don't get her hyped don't get her high because I'm going on another one and that one's going to do that. <laughs> and I'm beautiful. Because she talks shit and is beautiful. That's That's why. I, think, well, I, I never said I didn't understand why it did better. I'm just pissed <laughs> off that it did. So I went. <laughs> so, so now I'm going to get all glossied up and shove my tits into the camera and see if I can get more views on uh, YouTube, too. Oh, I like tits on CD. I don't have those. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that picked up. It did. I heard it. it. it, heard it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that means yeah, when she no, said it, she been... meant it. So when we released that episode, it did well. It got 100 views. Yeah. Uh, and then... 
and we pumped out some more stuff. This dungeon got coming in there. And then I like stopped looking. And as I told you in like June last month or, or whatever, in, in April, it picked up. I think that's because the show ended in April and then people were like jonesing for some yeah, more just, content. Just and YouTube some people thing. that, yeah, some people that, you know, just wanted to go back to the beginning and hear other people's perspective must have stumbled on yours because I changed the title to Introduction to the Walking Dead or something like that. And then it's, it like started to just go crazy and now we're at 5,800 5, and it's yeah. still going up because the app is telling me that it's about to hit. Um, I'm going to share 6, it 000. so it goes up so it well, has a well, higher benchmark one... so I can beat it. <laughs> well, well, now that I have Comixology because that's the other app, I have a whole bunch of comic book apps now. Mm-hmm. So I find myself trying to catch up on comics that are very popular and in the mainstream right now so i never finished the boys i'm gonna finish reading that i never finished walking dead i'm gonna finish reading that uh i never read umbrella academy and i like the show so i'm gonna read that ah uh, real quick since you just mentioned that that's the per- that's what i was going next uh so that fits in great you haven't read umbrella academy yet right but you have seen the show yes okay how do you think that's going to affect your reading experience of the actual comic book because for those oh. who, for those who only know the movies and the shows like you said you hope that this content will get people to say well i like this character maybe i can pick something up okay so well, now well, talk well. from that aspect okay i don't know the comics yet i saw this now i'm going to read the comic and this is what i get from it so when when i do the guesswork like that it's mostly guessing when i'm talking about uh, uh marvel and dc because I have no clue how that area in the industry is going to trend. But I know based on TV shows and movies that if it's an independent uh, uh, property, readership will go up. Absolutely. Like, like it will go. It, it's not a, you know, they're, they're watching the show, but are they going to read the comic? Yes. they will. Not, not literally everyone who watches the show will read the comic, but... Pop, uh, uh, it pops a number right at the beginning. Read, read uh, authors who were moderately successful after writing something become millionaires after it becomes a TV show, and not just because it's on a TV show, but all of a sudden that thing that they uh, uh, that that they they created is getting purchased. A it's lot like of the hotcakes just selling, 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 top in the charts, graphic novel charts, individual sale charts. It's, 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 uh, as far as how it affects my readership, I'm going to be fine because I've spoiled my share of comics tons of times where I'm not even bothered anymore. <laughs> um, the first time I read Watchmen, I, uh, I, I, I'm sorry, the first time I read Watchmen, I already knew who the bad guy was because it was spoiled for me in an issue of Wizard Magazine. Oh, wow. Uh, <laughs> so, you oh, know, there's, that, there's that, something that I haven't read in a while. Wizard Magazine. I used to love Yeah, Wizard. right? Yeah, now, now what I like to do, and I imagine this is maybe the same thing that people who read novels like to do, is they'll watch a show and they'll read a book and they compare the differences and say, hey, I like this difference. Or, oh, but this part of the book is so much better. And my, crea- my, my experience as a reader might be different than if I was reading it brand new, but I will still enjoy it in a completely different way. I get to have multiple experiences. I don't think that a movie is ruined for me just because I read the comic. 
I almost cried when Captain America went into the ice, baby. Yeah. I knew how that was going to end. I knew he was going in the ice. And I was still heartbroken. You know, <laughs> I have to admit, though, it's funny you mentioned the movie, yeah, the movie correlation, because a lot of the, our, you know, directors' versions of films like Dune and even recently with Game of Thrones, they make so many changes because some of the aspects of the writing aren't able to translate on film as well as they do in the book because you can be so much more creative because the reader transcribes it and pictures their own versions of everything in their head and it gives them more of their own connection to that book. And I feel like that's why people want to go back and read some of the stuff that they've just seen on television because it's like, okay, well, I like this character, but I feel like there's more to flesh out. Let me go and, and absorb as much as I can in the brain and buy all these graphic novels and all these other things. That's I, true. Because yeah, if I, you didn't like the Dark Tower movie, like a lot of people didn't, you could read the comic book adaptation of the Dark Tower. Exactly, which is a lot better. And the, the book is too. And one of the things that I've done to you know, connect to both aspects of questions is I'm trying to get issues of Doro y Doro right now. And because I'm a big anime guy, uh, I, I prefer to watch the cartoons themselves because I love the passion that the Japanese put into their acting abilities, voiceover acting. But I really dug the artwork. It's very old school. It's probably computerized and just made to seem like old school artwork. But Doro Doro really won me over and I'm trying to go and get the manga and, you know, have to read backwards to get it right. But I really enjoy Doro Doro and I, I can't um, push it I'm enough. Like, I'm like one of the few Asians just not into anime. And I feel like I'm being excluded from a very important club. Oh, my God. <laughs> I think that you might enjoy uh, manga more. Yeah. Because there are things about anime that frustrate me <laughs> so much. But I am a viewer of anime now. It's like, wow, I, I still haven't got my elusive 25 series yet. I have not watched 25 anime series yet. But... Uh, I'm getting close. I'm at like 22 right now. But was that a you thing or a relationship thing? Because I know your girl is like really in anime. Well, my girl's in the anime, but also my sisters were in the anime. Okay, right. So you're I, surrounded by people who just love this. Yes. And, and so it's kind of like how my sisters watch Teen Titans. And they understand that I like comics. They couldn't get into comics, though. They'd rather read it, uh, uh, the manga directly from Shonen Jump. Oh, uh, and, and that's how they enjoyed it by reading it. Cause not, I have, I have they were growing up in your girlfriend, like more, more so than I had before. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love I mean, what well, anime right now is going like through the roof. There, there's so oh. many streaming sites as we've already mentioned. And I know you hate that, that there's so many subscription services that you have to I'm go. I'm not through. paying for that shit. I know you're not. Cause you're <laughs> a fucking Easy, pirate. We get it. <laughs> I, I have an a iPad somewhere and a hat. <laughs> but, oh, but but um with 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 anime is now experiencing a boom there's so much yeah. anime now and is that due it, to crunchyroll you think it, it, it's crunchyroll it at... it's curved it's hulu it's it's because back now, in the day the only time i was able to really see anime is whenever one of our mutual friends stopped by chinatown and just started rummaging you through crates and you get tapes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Those were the times that I really got a chance to really see it. But now, like everything else on the planet, it's so easily accessible now. You could look at it on your phone at this point. But I'm saying, so like, here, here's how it relates back to the original topic. 
there's things that even now still irk me about anime when I watch it. There's just mm-hmm. things that are part of the medium, the way that they uh, that feels like even when animes are different shows are so different, there's things very similar about the medium that just rub me the wrong way. Right. Whereas if I'm reading it, just reading the manga directly off the page, my experience might actually be better. So you might find yourself, if you gave yourself a chance, maybe you won't be an anime watcher, but I can see you uh, uh, absolutely reading manga if, you know, the, the, the synopsis caught your eye. Perhaps. The only you know, one the, bringing it back to print and press. There you go. And, and we circle back. So, yeah. <laughs> so we we um we got a chance to talk a little bit about what you guys are currently reading, what you guys are, are getting into. Joe, did you um did you mention that? Well, you yeah, just Dora, mentioned you were Dora, trying to get I'm the Dora Dorothy, right? Right. Yeah. Right, right. Oh my God, it's so cool. Like the. Are you reading anything uh, else though? Like, like. Oh yeah, yeah, not, yeah. Not, I, not yeah. anime or manga related, but like comic book, like just. Oh yeah, I'm in the Metal Batman. I uh, there's and some. Somebody that I want to shout out. His name's Kevin Smith, not that Kevin Smith, I wish. But um, a buddy of mine owned a comic book shop in Maryland. And they, what they do is they go, it's a really cool idea. They go on their live on Instagram and they do a um, auction to sell out their, um, to sell out their comics that they're, they're parting with. And I've gotten some really dope comics from them. Um, uh, his name's Kevin Smith. Uh, you can Google him, but uh, can I though? The site I can't find right now. Did so. you say Google him? You know I'm gonna find the other Kevin I'm Smith. I'm gonna find the other. That's why I said, can I though? <laughs> can I? Google? Oh, no. will I find him if I put other oh. Kevin Smith? Literally, just change it to Lauren and Kevin. Oh. So if you go on Instagram and go on Lauren and Kevin. See this is, on this show. We're supposed to prevent, present information to the fans, not hand out homework assignments. You're plugging this Kevin dude. I found it. I found. Give me a second. I got it. They just changed the handle. It's Laura, Lauren, and Kevin. Lauren right. and Kevin. Okay. They do auctions on Thursdays. Okay. Now, I skipped the auction so that we could do that episode. But I've got the first appearance of Ironheart. Nice, nice, nice. From them and only for like $25. That's a $100 to $150 comic, not slab. Do you guys know what a slab is? I'm sure Brandon does. I don't know, AJ. It doesn't matter. Explain it. There's going to be somebody out there who doesn't know. All right. So a slab is when you get a comic that you absolutely love. And one of my favorite, and I, I went and I grabbed this earlier. One of my favorite comics and one of my favorite characters in the comic series from the 1984 uh, was Walt Simonson's Beta Ray Bill. I thought an alien Thor was a dope concept, especially the drawing of it. For those wondering, we're, said, I'm, for those wondering, I'm recording this on Zoom, and as Pombo's explaining this, <laughs> he's showing, I'm showing this, a comic showing, book. No, he I'm, did the slow reveal but, too. I know, but I'm saying this so that, <laughs> so that I, I'm saying this out loud for the people who are listening, so that they are aware that you're not just talking about this; you actually have it. Yes. I'm letting them know that you actually have it. I'm not trying yes, to. I brought it out of my closet. And I love the yes. slow reveal, Joe. <laughs> it, was like, well, it wasn't <laughs> wasted because we saw the fucking slow reveal. He's like, and, and his voice went with it. I have this issue. <laughs> well, what a slab is, is they take your comic uh-huh. and they you send it to the CGC, which is the Comic Grading Commission. Okay. And then what they do is they go through every page of your comic, the cover the back and the binding 
and then go through the pages. Now, if you're lucky enough, like I was, and your pages are white and you don't have any binding that's bent, you can get a high grade. The higher the grade, the more valuable the comic. Okay. Now, okay. I actually got to meet the artist who drew my favorite uh, comic book character of this era, okay. Walt Simonson, and he signed it for me. So I got nice. this special. He got uh, a, what was it at 9.4 on that? I got a 9.4 on Out of what, a possible 10? It's a 9.8 is the highest I've ever seen. Oh, wow. But No 10s. Yeah. No I've never seen a 10. Unless it's printed and then immediately put in that slipcase. Even then, they're like, ah, this, that guy was eating some chicken. I got chicken this grease. This comic was written in an oxygen-deprived environment. <laughs> exactly. These pages are as pristine as physically possible. The atoms can be checked. They're all there. Yeah, and I just this is one of my favorite comic series. I remember picking this up the first time. I have another version of this. What happened was I had my own. It was a first print. And it was a little beat up and the pages were brown. So what I did was I sold it on eBay and I ended up getting like $75 for it because they kept mentioning, they had Beta Ray Bill's image in Sakaar in the, the best Thor movie ever made, uh, He's Thor Ragnarok. fuck with me. That was intentional. <laughs> that is the second time, Brandon. I did it I twice. did his show the other day and he threw demolition at me. <laughs> He's fucking with me on purpose now. You know, I don't agree with Joe a lot, but uh, Ragnarok is my favorite Thor movie. It is. It's <laughs> such a good Thor. It could use, it could use a little less... Uh... Comedy? No, no, no. Keep the comedy. I didn't need the collector. What's his name? What, oh, Jeff yeah. Goldblum? Yes, it could use a little oh, less Goldblum. Master, oh. yeah. Like, I, like, like, like uh, and, and it's funny. Every time I try to say his name, his name is never what comes up. Fucking Steve Gutenberg is the name no, that comes to my mind. I'm like, it needs less Gutenberg. First of all, nothing <laughs> in life Goldblum. needs less Gutenberg. Secondly, Jeff Goldblum played Jeff Goldblum. What, a, what yeah. about what about that character? No, just stop. I'm not even going down that road. I I'm not going down you that road. From life. <laughs> I love Thor Ragnarok. I thought it was great. I will give it props for one thing, because I heard uh, during an interview, and I watched the interview with Chris Hemsworth about how he was ready to walk away from the character altogether. And then, you know, to to to, to I forgot the Watiti. What's no, it? you ain't going to catch me looking like an asshole. Figure it out. I love that. Taika. There it is. Taika Watiti. There it is. Taiki. Whatever his name is. He um, had to sit Joe, down. watch it. <laughs> he, had a, he had to sit down with the writers and Chris, and they came up with the whole Ragnarok concept, and it totally refreshed him to the whole deal, which is fine. But I actually think that that movie helped his character in the other films more than it helped in the Thor franchise itself. Because I enjoy Thor more in the Avenger films than I like him in Thor. And I yeah. don't know if it's just him and the being around the other actors and the environment or whatever the case may be, but... Um, the films, and every time I say films, people just assume, and rightfully so, that I, I'm referring to the Marvel ones because those are the ones that everyone seems to want to talk about. DC has, obviously, its assorted films. There are other comic book adaptations that hit the screen that may not be Marvel or even DC. But there's a lot of people, like we mentioned earlier, who get their comic book knowledge from these aspects, the films, yeah. the shows. So they develop an attachment to a lot of these characters. And mm -hmm. one of the conversations I was having with my wife not too long ago is that it's so weird because there are people right now, I mean, Robert Downey's been Iron Man for what, about 12 years? Yeah, so 12 years worth of attachment to the Iron Man character, and there's a good chance that person has no idea 
who Iron Man really is because there's so much more to Tony Stark that has happened over throughout the course of a, a comic book run that they couldn't mm-hmm. get it all into the film. So I may sit here and have a perception of Iron Man. The person next to me might have one, and it may be two completely different ideas of what that character is. So what I wanted to ask you, the both of you, is what are some of your favorite uh, characters that have qualities that you know about that weren't really shown in these films and really weren't shown in these shows? Because, like, for instance, I'll give you an example of what I'm talking about. I brought up Iron Man for a reason. I think they did a great job with Iron Man. I liked it. It was funny. It was serious. It took me on this ride. I get it. Well, the first one, anyway. Well, okay. (laughs) Fair enough. But one of my favorite aspects about Tony Stark, which was never mentioned in the movies that are in the comics, I always loved the arc they ran with his alcoholism, his battles with that, how that figured into a lot of his decision-making, his issues, I mean, if you really wanted to make Stark an asshole asshole, they, they liquored his ass up and truly made, made him hit his final form. Uh, are there aspects to other characters that you've seen uh, utilized in mainstream media that you look differently upon those characters because of something you read in the comics? I always felt that Batman needed more of his detective side. Okay, yeah, that's pretty bad. Yeah, I've they heard they that never before, really play yeah. into that. Like, a lot of the stuff that he did, like the... I know Brandon loves. I'm, I, I feel like it seems like I'm coming at you guys, but I'm not. Okay, <laughs> He's gonna do it again. I, where's this gonna go? Okay. <laughs> what I version like, of Batman does he hate? Uh, you love the Batman Forever Batman, and I felt like that was probably. The, yeah, I, I know you like it better than Batman Returns, and which is my favorite Batman. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I thought you meant Batman. Was this Beyond. an inside thought, conversation yes. that we don't know? <laughs> uh, no, 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 no. no. I, that's my fault. Because I was ready to be defensive. I do <laughs> like, really like the Batman Forever movie. I thought he was talking about Batman Beyond. It was like, yeah. I have no strong attachment. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> Fuck Terry. No, no. Batman Forever, like, was close. They had the... I felt like... Because uh, I watched it again recently just to see... Because they had some release footage. Was that the Val the, Kilmer one? The Val Kilmer one with the Rene Ajumois Jones. And they had what I thought was going to be, when it first came out, probably the best detective batman that i was ever going to see because you have the riddler but not only that but joel schumacher who was known for the movie the client adaptation was the director of the film so i was like oh my god this is going to be like a gritty you know detective we're going to get into the psychosis going to go more into the noir section yeah yeah i was really expecting then what i got was hey we're going to take the campy batman that everybody forgot about from the age of the 60s and bring that with all these colors and so much too much. I felt so bad for Tommy Lee Jones in that movie. Man. Seriously. Seriously. Tommy Lee Jones did that shit to himself. <laughs> I, Tommy I Lee Jones had a lot to do with that. Tommy Lee Jones, so 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 I can't verify this. I've never spoken to the man. Yeah. But what uh, what I've heard was that Tommy Lee Jones did not like Jim Carrey. Oh. And because he Fair thinks enough. Jim Carrey is an over the top no talent actor. He decided he's going to be over the top too, and he's going to try to out ham Jim Carrey, which is why we got this two face. <laughs> which I was perfectly fine with because I like the movie. <laughs> I mean, that was so far to me. That's the most, the biggest disappointment I've ever had was Batman Forever, and until actually Batman and Robin came out, and I was like, I need to leave. This is a, that was the first movie I've ever walked out of. Without, without the detective aspect, it's hard because I because again we've read the comic books. It's hard 
to think of a Batman that's able to defeat all of these so, so many high-powered villains and other heroes. And, and if you take away the intelligence aspect, the detective aspect of Batman, and it, it makes it hard for these non-comic book readers to have these discussions. Well, who would win in a fight? And then you're just, it feels like you're taking bullets out of the chamber for a lot of these characters yeah. in those arguments. Brendan, is there anybody for you? Tons. <laughs> well, go ahead. Start listening. What are we talking about here? I feel like the biggest one is Spider-Man. Uh, I don't even feel like I need to... Oh, the... How intelligent on there. But there's not... Uh, there, no, no, no. The current one that I like, Tom Holland. You know, there's really... There's been no closeness uh, uh, to him and his aunt and, and not even so much as uh, a slight reference to his uncle. His uncle's the reason he's Spider-Man. I didn't mind skipping the origin story. Yeah. We haven't even heard Uncle Ben's name. You know, <laughs> that's just a little weird. It was, a, it, was a candy, it was like a pan. Man. It was some rice in the background. They didn't skip it. They just, they're just flat out ignoring it. Which yeah. I think yeah, the, 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 most, the, the most we got was, I believe, in, uh, in Homecoming, Peter says to Ned, things have been so uh, bad for my aunt lately since. And, and then he does, we don't go further than that. We don't press the issue of why things have been so rough for his aunt. Your uncle died. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. That's why. By the way, the aunt seems fine about the whole thing. I haven't seen a sad Marissa Tomei this entire time. Um, yeah. You know, so... Oh my so, God, Marissa Tomei. Like, I, I, I'm, I'm not bothered by some of the things that people who really don't like the Tom Holland movies. I'm not bothered by Iron Man being like a surrogate dad. I'm not mad at Spider-Man armor. I'm not mad at it feeling more like an Avengers film than a Spider-Man film. But because it does feel like it's so distant from, uh, from Peter's actual home, that we're missing a little bit there. Um, they decided to lean more toward the comedy aspect of Spider-Man. Yeah. In, yeah. in the same way, I love Guardians of the Galaxy movie. However, Drax, you know, uh, uh, you know he did lose his family to Thanos. And I felt like that was just like, like a little bit of sasson. <laughs> no, 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 no test. No, no, no actual like time was really spent on Drax and the fact that he he was killed, his family was killed by Thanos, and he's brought back with the sole purpose of killing Thanos, and, and no time has been spent on this. And I feel like he's such a tragic character. I there's nothing wrong with him being a comedy character either. Like I, I love Bautista uh, portrayal. I love Gunn's uh, direction, but I'm not fond that no time was really spent with Drax and Thanos. That could have been a big moment. Guardians of the Galaxy as a stable just is Drax the only one with the hiccup. Because we have now, I'm reading that Guardians of the Galaxy three is going to go rocket heavy, so we're going to be looking a lot at Rocket's history in that one. But how, how have you felt about the development of the other Guardians leading up to now? It is going to be, I guess, Volume three. I I wasn't a big reader of the of the 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 cosmic side of Marvel until uh, the Abnett and Landing. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, like the Annihilation Wave, like that series of comics. Um, but the 
I do feel that we're missing something with Star-Lord because, like, sometimes we get, like, this changed history. Right. And I'm okay with a little bit of the adaptation. When you say that his father was a celestial, that's a bit weird. Like, you, you've now changed our perception of what a celestial looks like. Right. Like, like Ego, the living planet, was a celestial and... and uh, had a human form and he got his mom pregnant and like like he's half celestial. I, I, he's got a penis I think that, and it ain't I think bad. It's weird. Star Lord does have a alien father and I feel and that alien father is royalty and I feel like there's history from like comics that we're like wiping out now that I don't I know you got a uh, uh you got to take liberties, right? But I also feel like this could be potential plot development, and you're removing plot that you could use by by that sort of replacement. In the same way that Black Panther has uh, uh, an adopted brother who's been come to known as the White Wolf, but in the movie there's been someone referred to as White Wolf, and it was Bucky. Yeah, and it's like. If you're someone who's a fan of the Black Panther comics, you might be like, well, that's a little disappointing. Yeah. Well, they can't put it all in. I think they did the white, because I heard about people saying that about the White Wolf thing, too. And I think they threw it in as like a kind of a tip of the cap or a nod because they knew. But you didn't need to. No. No, (laughs) you didn't need to. And I don't think they did it because they felt the need. I think they did it for the wink, wink. They did it for the huh, huh, yeah. Stupid wink. Yeah. It was granted, granted, but I think they knew that they were going to be able to go down that brother path, knowing the stories that they have to tell, uh, aside from that part, which I think is another aspect of the comic books that differs from the actual pop media versions. Is that with the comic books, you have time to develop the story as vividly as detailed as you kind of want that story to be, and a lot of comic book writers don't mind taking the time to do that. The successful writers are the ones who are going to be granted larger time periods and, and larger access to do that. In the movies, it doesn't really matter how successful your franchise has been or how hardcore you've been. Even the Russo's at this point, who probably have a, a key to every office in Disney Studios right now, <laughs> probably won't be given. You know, Even they reported being on pretty short leashes getting through Infinity War and Endgame. The yeah. same leashes that, jo- that drove Jairus Whedon into I'm assuming some form of uh, madness. We haven't seen that motherfucker do anything or be anywhere since his experience with Age of Ultron, but the Russos were able to handle it, obviously, a lot better. And they were dealing with more tools in the kitchen than Joss was. But in the movie aspect, you're just... You're not going to be able to tell the stories the way that these stories are meant to be told. They're doing it in the best way possible, I guess, in their view. But... um, but I, I, I don't feel like I'm really hurt by any of these things. I know there's some people who just... They're just really things you picked up. These are observations that you're making yeah. at this point right now. Yeah. I was having a problem with an observation yesterday. I had a moment. Was it the demolition thing? No, it was not the demolition thing. I'm going <laughs> to stick an uh, irregular dildo in your face if you don't stop making oh, no. demolition. Wow. But uh, I don't you know if you guys saw regular an irregular one. Regular I'm not, regular no, regular. we're not going to the basic shape. We're going to figure out some different shapes for this <laughs> The, the uh, I put a post up yesterday that I I thought might get a little attention, but it caused even more Uh-oh. ruckus in my DMs than it did in the actual comments. Uh-oh. All I did was mention 
As a matter okay. of fact, can I let me just pull it out? I want to make sure that I get it right. Oh, pull show. it out. We're on Zoom. <laughs> That's a, it's it. audio. They don't know. Only you guys oh. will be able to see it. But here we go. I'm going to read it verbatim. I said, OK, dot, dot, dot. But if Cap went back to return the stones and decided to stay, then he alters oh. his timeline. How did he age in the original timeline to give the shield to Sam? So I'll admit I had a little bit of drinky drinky when I wrote it. Because we were watching the fucking, I was watching the movie on my app. It just, I thought it when I saw it in the theaters, but it just dawned on me yesterday while I was drinking. I said, let me vocalize that, see if I can get some feedback. And I, and I got feedback. I got, <laughs> yeah, I got a lot of feedback from that. But I'm not even going to sit here and ask you your answer to that actual question. Yeah, please don't ask me to no. fix plot holes. No, no, that, but no, no <laughs> I'm not going to ask you to fix the plot holes. Okay. What I'm going to ask you is, is what is... What is your reaction as, as, as knowledgeable as you guys are when you see the movies take the liberties, like you said, these movies are going to take liberties, but then just outright jumble these liberties up like they did here with this. The fact, the fact that the fans debate these things and then in this particular instance, the director or two directors and the writers are on opposite ends. They can't agree as to what that even meant they put it in it made the cut right uh, event game technically i think is like seven hours long they shave it all down they have no they're not agreeing as to what that even means what does that mean for people who don't read the comics and they're just like so what does it mean the people who don't read the comics it doesn't mean a damn thing <laughs> it's just it's just it another plot a hole to a whole because this behavior is not new it's not even a marvel thing Fans have been displaced since fucking Star Trek, and they still show up at every convention and still have questions, <laughs> and, and and they're going to do that. I think the dumbest thing, the dumbest thing that the creators of uh, uh, these franchises have participated in is actually trying to answer the question. Oh, uh, yeah. Because I think that's what dumb. made it worse. Because the director commented first, he said one thing, and then the writer's... We're at a Q&A, and they contradicted it. So it's like Just, now you're not on the same page. So it genuinely is a plot hole then because you don't know. It, it is the most annoying thing that I see on Twitter. It is the most annoying thing I see on news feeds. I don't want clarification. Leave me, uh, a member of the paying audience, alone. Let me have what I have. Stop breaking kayfabe. Yeah. Keep it in hand. But, yo, the wrestling industry and the comic book industry have a lot in common. Yeah. Stop breaking kayfabe. <laughs> just let it be. Just, okay. just, let, just let One it be. One thing that I found to be very interesting lately is the director of a certain film called The Last Jedi trolling the fans. Yeah. Did you guys hear about that? I remember that. No, because yeah. I didn't watch The Last Jedi, and I damn sure don't care about what the director's thoughts are. I just want to be a viewing <laughs> member of the audience when I do decide to watch it. I wouldn't um, watch it. I don't want to know how the nuggets are made. Just keep feeding me nuggets and shit the fuck. <laughs> yeah. the, best, the best answer I ever got to that, because I've been talking to a few people about that and telling them that I think I just really hate the idea of everyone having access to everything. And one of the biggest uh, examples mm -hmm. of it working uh, that I've come up with recently, I mean very recently, is I've been listening a lot. I've been on a music kick recently. I've gotten really into Childish Gambino recently and just listening to oh. a lot of his music. And I love Daniel Glover as an actor as well. So he was doing he was doing press for Star Wars. 
Yeah, he was Landau Calrissian. Yeah, and he right around that time, This Is America dropped. And it was a very controversial video, obviously, and the interviewer was talking about Star Wars, but right toward the end, you could tell he was, like, really itching. He was like, you know, could, could you take a minute to just interpret This Is America to us? Like, what, what was the meaning behind this or that? And Donald had this, like, blank look at his face, and he just went, no, not really. <laughs> He's oh. like, he was like, what? He was like, yeah, there's nothing really to interpret. He goes, I, I wrote a song. I, made I a shot video, a video. I, I made a video to it. My video is my interpretation of the song. If you want to make an interpretation on yourself or about you, for yourself about what I did, then that's what it is. It's supposed to, he, said, he said, it's supposed to be left up to interpretation. This is the stuff that mm-hmm. I put together. This is how I wrote it. How you want it to mean is how it means. It's got nothing to, I have a feeling about it, but it's not for me to decide. It's for it's you like guys to decide. And that show ended with this, the utter black screen. And it was left to the interpretation of Joni got whacked or not. Yeah, and people were like, oh, oh no, hold on. If we're talking about bad endings, bad endings. <laughs> no, we're not talking about bad, bad endings. Bad. We're talking about <laughs> the, the interpretation, interpretation of endings, whether it be good or bad. Just your fan interpretation of these situations that take place. I feel that when it comes to like interpretations or. Because these are like two different topics. Like, interpreting something versus fill in the plot hole for me. Yeah. Like, like, the movie is the movie. I already got paid as the director to make this movie. I don't owe you anything to try and explain how Captain America did what while he was off screen. Right, but they feel uh, the need to defend themselves because they for the ones who take the time to retweet or comment tweet. Because if you're in a Q&A, or if you're you're at a fan fest or whatever, I mean you're gonna get asked this stupid shit. So, and I've seen and I've seen the best of the best avert it seamlessly. But for the ones right. who jump at the opportunity to just jump down a fan's throat and just be like, "Well, this is what we did and this is why we did it," that is a to me, and this is just my opinion, that is them trying to showcase their genius. They want it to be interpreted like, "Look, this is what I came up with. Look how creative I am." Right. Because for the most part, if you create it like you just said. If you, if you created it just, just to create it, this is my art, this is what I did, you shouldn't feel the need to have to defend it to anybody. This is what it is. Well, you you have like what you said, a writer and a director saying two different Publicly. things. Here, here, here's the real answer. Nothing they say is fucking canon. It's not on camera. It's not canon. Like, uh, uh, what's it called? The Black Panther... Uh, I had heard, uh, uh, I had read that one of the original designs and concepts, and I'm so glad that this never happened because he would never have the legacy he is now if this actually did happen. Uh, one of the original designs and name concepts was not Black Panther, but Cole Tiger. Because Cole is black, you know? Cold and, and tiger is also a, a predatory animal, but <laughs> so so cold. so cold tiger and the uh, design for the costume was really shitty. And let me tell you, there would not be a movie today, even before the movies. There'd be no appearances in the animated movies that would come straight to DVD if Cold Tiger saw fucking daylight. Thankfully, Cold Tiger is not canon. 
I know about it. It exists. The designs are out there. Jack Cabby drew. Uh, Jack Cabby. <laughs> Jack, Jack Kirby. <laughs> Jack Kirby drew Jack the designs. Cabby. You can just find it. It is available and it's public knowledge. But you know what? It's not canon. <laughs> <laughs> it's like when they tried to name Stone Cold Dagger McFreeze. Oh God. <laughs> Kane the Undertaker. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Holy shit. Kane the Undertaker, yes. Absolutely. Oh, boy. When, um, when we're not listening to Brandon speak about comic books or wrestling or anything of the entertainment variety, Brandon has yet another habit or another hobby of his. Brandon likes to talk about the food. He likes to get <laughs> down with a little bit of the delicacy and... Throughout yep. the course of this quarantine, I have not gained quarantined weight. I have actually lost quarantine weight. But when uh, I listen to Brandon's podcast, I start getting hungry again. Talk Especially to, pizza. I know. But talk to me about your boy Bob, the belly of <laughs> the belly of the beast here. What's going yep. on with that? Talk to me about Bob. Well, we've got a new episode. They come out every two weeks. Well, not not specifically like every seven days on the 15th and the 30th of every month. You guys are like welfare checks. You come in about two terms. <laughs> we got to look forward and make wow. sure everything gets done. It's nice. It's, it's, it's nice, though. You yeah. start talking about food and stuff. Yeah. What kind yeah, of stuff yeah, do we yeah, hear on the cool. show, man? What do, you, what, what do you guys do with that? Oh, man. You know what the best thing is? We don't do much. Oh, it's me sitting down with my girlfriend talking about what we ate nice. before the pandemic began. It's like an audio version we were of going an out to restaurants. Feed. And now that uh, uh, we have this uh, pandemic and we're sheltering in place, yes, we know that restaurants are uh, have been opening. We are not going. <laughs> <laughs> so you but haven't we... indulged in any of the outdoor dining just yet. I wouldn't say that. Uh, we finally started doing delivery. Okay. Uh, okay. Our last two episodes have been delivery ba- uh, delivery based. One of them, a beastly delivery. Nice. Uh, and this next one that's out, I believe, is the defeat of the beast. Uh, edit that. What is, what is that? Belly of defeat. There you go. <laughs> Belly of defeat. Pig oh, feet. Man. Yeah, I, I, man. I keep the co-host right with me at all times. <laughs> Say, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he does. He brought her in for his for his pandemic shelter in. I was smart. yeah. So I moved right in just for editing purposes. Where but, where can um, they find the podcast? Of everywhere. Ellie's. No, uh, you can find us on Spotify. You can find us on Google Podcasts, <laughs> Apple Podcast. Uh, on to be seen. Uh, 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 are we on to be seen? Yeah, I put you guys up. There. I put your feet up there. You put our feet up. Oh, well, well, thank you. I knew nothing about that. I, mean, I think I'm on 2BC2, right? You collecting money off our backs, Joe? <laughs> no, no. I think I don't, I'm on the 2 too, aren't I? On the uh-huh. Yeah, you're on there. Jay Eastman's on there. I'm on there, of course, with this dungeon. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Look, I want my 14 cents, man. I, man, want- <laughs> I used to make a decent um, web income, but then GoDaddy was like, wow, you're making some money off the side. Woo! GoDaddy. Shut it they, down. They put the kibosh on all of that. Um, yes, but it's called Belly the Beast. You can find us on Instagram at Belly of Bob. Uh, you can find us on Facebook at Bob's Beast or just type in Belly the Beast like a normal person. Like who uses ads on Facebook? But we have one. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, so guess, at man. Bob's Beast, you can hit it. We have a Twitter too, but it's much easier to hit me up directly if you're going to use Twitter at Lewis or Brandon. There you go. Uh, we talk about food in New York City, and if we wander outside of New York City, we'll talk about food there too. We did that in Boston. 
Yeah. Um, there you go. We, we have Up not done that uh, in, in Jersey because we don't like Jersey food. Hey! Uh, <laughs> there's one good uh, restaurant here. And it's right. Uh, <laughs> demolition fan. Um, but, uh, but yeah, we, we talk about food and not just food. We talk about things going on in the food world. Uh, we try not to get too political, but how could we not talk about Goya? Uh, and <laughs> Finally, some politics in the food world. Oh, man. Yeah, too and, and, and just like you're celebrating your uh, 150th episode soon, Woo! Will be, will uh, be, Belly the be. Beast turned a year old uh, earlier in the go. month, and Alicia got herself a pretty little thing. She got the unofficial Legend of Zelda cookbook. I saw. So yeah, I saw. That was pretty cool. Might be out of the streets of Hyrule. There you go. Yeah. Nice. So, nice, so uh, nice. I'm, I'm, I encourage everyone to listen to the latest episode, listen to go. old episodes, listen to the ones that come after. Subscribe, <laughs> share. Oh, wait. This is your show. Forgot. Yeah. No, you can go <laughs> free. So, so for all of my fans out there, if you're a foodie, if you enjoy food, that's a fantastic podcast to be listening to. If you yeah. enjoy music. I'll change it over here to my boy Pombo here, who was the Ooh. host or co-host of Disc Dungeon. Yeah, man. We talk I about just, music. Thank you very I, much. I just <laughs> uh, did an episode with them, which I have to share out today, um, yeah. with uh, entrance themes. We had a whole thing about entrance themes, which was a really awesome conversation to have. But you yeah. are on that show. Brandon is on his show with The, the Mighty Alicia. You have a co-host as well, Julian. Yeah, I'm, I'm co-hosting with um, singer-songwriter Julian Valencia, yes. who's now become a music producer. And yeah, he, he stepped it up. He no longer uh, works for anyone. He started his own music company with two other guys and together they are made by audios. And what's going on with this dungeon is this dungeon is now bringing on some of the talent from the studios that uh, audios works with. So we just had uh, Lou Lamas on as a special guest. You were a special co-host, AJ. Yes. And that was a great episode. Of course and... it was. I co-host. We're good. <laughs> And um, well, when you tell her, make the subject to me, because if we would have been in there talking about the the Renaissance or like eighties R and B something, I would have been like, all right, we'll figure this out. And you say the wrestling things, like, fantastic, let's do it, let's talk yeah. about it. I could do that all fucking day. So we have uh, two episodes that just dropped back to back. Um, it seemed like we dropped a lot of episodes on people. And yeah. that's that's not what actually happened. We just that's exactly what happened. That's not what happened. Let me tell you what happened, brother. <laughs> this dungeon is now taking over to be seen. No, not at all. Conversation is down to one a month. <laughs> I'm just, no, you can, you can do more. I'm you just, do more. I'm, I'm just ready. Feed update on there. So at least at least you, you can definitely do more, man. I have the time. So um, Where so this we filmed on a, a there was a time issue because somebody had been in the studio too long and I had to get bumped out because they're a paying customer and I'm a, a collaboration. Okay. So um, we did an episode Sunday and then followed up with a Friday. So it seemed like a lot had come out, but we are having special artists, hip hop, R&B and classical. We're going to have an opera singer that's going to stop by and uh, one. You might know who it is, uh, Orsini. Yeah, you do. <laughs> yes, Straight out of FTW, baby. Opera singer and FTW. Yeah. Who's that? Or, 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 or where else has he been? Not NDIW. ICW? Now I'm really con- Who the fuck is this? Go ahead. Lay it on him. Definitely Andriotti. 
Are you not familiar with the with the opera singer of wrestling? No. I've Question never... I met him with you. Did he debut with those companies when I was gone from it? I don't remember no, working no, with him. Um, he he didn't do a ton in in, in New York. Yeah, yeah, he, he didn't do he didn't do a ton much anyway. He's more focused on what's actually working for him, which is the opera. The wrestling, not so much. He's a really good yeah, singer, well, though. If the opera is working out. Then there you go. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Pe- people these days usually use wrestling as like a secondary thing. <laughs> but you got him coming on to the show. No, nah, I don't need to hear his music. I don't really care. But the no. he, he, um, he's going to be on the show coming up. You said. Yeah, he's going to be on a future episode. We're going to have another artist in a couple of weeks. We are expanding. Uh, the reach, and we're getting uh, different artists. We had Jay Lerma, who just dropped his single, Sweet. and his single can be heard on the podcast. So we're going to have the interesting thing about our podcast is we put each other onto music. We put the hosts are two different realms of music music world. Right. I'm more of like a new wave synth wave, you know, electronic sound, I, and then I like my '60s rock music or my you know prog rock from Britain. Whereas he is R&B, reggaeton, and a lot of uh, melodies that stuff I really don't cater to. I have no no skin in the game in those in those genres. But the I two listen of you to host them. a music show. You guys are that opposite of each other. And that's why it works so well because you'll find like I put him on to Supreme Beings of Leisure, and he put me on to Justin Timberlake because one song had been played so many times that I just avoided the whole album. <laughs> <laughs> And that's what I do with pop music. I'm like, oh, that's too much. I can't hey, hear anymore. No, don't be so quick to walk away. <laughs> oh, my God. Well done, well done. Where, well done. where can they find uh, you this? You can find dungeon. all of this on tobeseen.com. You can see us in person talking about the episodes. And the podcast is on all of the wonderful interwebs, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Everything you can think of, all that cool. Uh, Google Play, and of course, tobeseen.com. So I just named both of your hobbies. Now we transition to Comic Conversation, which is the exact show the two of you work with each other for. Yes. I'm assuming Comic Conversation, look at that, they're synchronized even in their responses. <laughs> uh, I'm assuming Comic Conversation can be found in the same locations you just That's gave correct. for this dungeon. Yep. How, di- I, Comic I, I Conversation, also, I, I also want to mention that on the To Be Seen uh, Instagram, uh, uh, page, uh, which which I believe is at to be seen com. Yes, get rid of the com. <laughs> get rid of the com. Yes, I don't know if to be seen was already like taken. The internet's a regular thing now. Everyone knows the dot com comes at the end. To Not be everybody. Seen. There's dot nets out there. I Stop own to you. Hit me with a dot edu just to fuck him up. Anyway, it's it's at to be seen com. Yes. And we've been putting some episodes uh directly to Instagram at their channel. Yes, uh, the which, IGTV thing, right? Yes. That well, thing gets a uh, well, lot we, of fucking views, man. I've been pushing a lot of the Rays and OTP stuff on there. It gets a lot of attention. It, yeah. it makes not a lot of people are willing to click on a link to go to YouTube, uh, but if you put it up directly so so I, I do recommend all like i've been trying to keep my videos short just for you and uh so we can put them on igtv and you can just watch and, or, and listen for 10 minutes me pure comic book content 
And then I'm done. I'll leave you alone. You keep scrolling. <laughs> keep, 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 just keep it moving. I'm just a blip on your little radar right there. And we have a brand new episode coming out Monday of Comic Conversation. Super excited getting into Black Panther. I'm loving some of the stuff that uh, you're talking about and some of the particulars that you mentioned in the episode. But I'm not going to say anything else because for those of you listening, go check it out on tobeseen.com. <laughs> Come check it out, you losers. So as you can tell, folks, these two individuals are extremely busy doing a bunch of shit. Uh, I am, this is episode 148. Next week I have another person coming in to talk to me for episode 149. And I'll save that surprise for people. And then I got the big one, Fitty. Now, here's the thing. I discovered, and I figured out very uh, thoroughly how to do the live shit from my house, which was fantastic because going to New Jersey was a gigantic pain in the ass. Mm. Uh, but for big events like this, the 150 or 100 or 200, which is going to be surreal when that happens, but um, I would normally, I normally love going to Jersey for those shows because the studio aspect, getting the guests in, like when we had you guys in for, I believe it was for 100. Uh, I like that. I, I just, I feel different in the atmosphere itself. I'm cool at home, obviously, but the studio, the everything that goes along with all that, it's always a good feel. Uh, obviously, this time around, we will not be able to do that since a lot of facilities are fucking closed. Yeah. Uh, so I will be home again, but I will be live, and I'm going to have some different things going on for that. And I'm hoping to have a bunch of people on the actual show verbally through the um, through the phone number and hopefully through the Zoom because I think I'm going to have people on for that episode too. But that time, there's a feature. I'm going to play with it. But there's a feature on here that allows you to go live on Facebook from the Zoom. Oh, neat. And I'm going to fuck around with that and see what's up. So I may have the ability to invite as many guests as I would like on my show. So if you guys get another invite, uh, you'll know why now. You're getting yeah. the Zoom link, a random ass Zoom link. So prepare your backgrounds if you're going to go on the show because <laughs> I, I'm not going to edit any if of it out. If you send the invite, it would be an honor to show up every 50 episodes or so. <laughs> just I, just I already, to check I, in. On the 200th, he's just going to be like, why, dude? Why are you still? Yeah, what is yeah, 100, 150. I'm ready for 200 and 150. I even arrived yet. I actually have, by the way, too. Uh, I've made. I know you guys don't listen to the show regularly. I think Joe does. Uh, I do. Listen to both your shows because he cares for me more than the other guy does. So what happens <laughs> is, is uh, I've done a really, in my opinion, poor job of really pushing the brand out there recently, as far as the promoting aspect. I did really well, like the first hundred episodes. That's why I was like getting every country and all these different download views and all that <laughs> stuff. But th with the pandemic and everything that was happening literally just before it swamped the school and stuff, I really haven't been pushing the brand out that crazy. But uh, I've been home. You're a one-man company. I completely understand. <laughs> well, yeah. I try. But, but you uh, and, and, I, and I know Stephanie puts in a lot of work too. Yeah. Um, but but yes. like you are self-reliant and we don't have a huge studio budget yeah. To, 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 or a marketing team. Well, the reason oh. I bring it up is because I have been working the last few weeks, about a month, on something very special. And on the 150th episode, on August 1st, I will be revealing and releasing a whole new branding for the show. Uh, we're, getting, oh, cool. we're getting new logos that are done right now as we speak. I'm just holding off until the first. New logos, new look, new vibe, uh, maybe even some new music um, there's a lot of 
new things that will be coming up in two weeks. So I want to thank you guys for kicking off what's going to be now, because I have a guest next week as well, like a whole two-week push-hard thing for Orsini's Uncensored Mind. So thank you guys for being on the show today with me and talking about some of our favorite shit. I hope to see you guys when this pandemic is over sometime in the next two or three years. I'll see, I'll see you guys. Wear a mask and we can be, it'll be the next two or three months. Jesus Christ. <laughs> not a joke. Yes, I, I know it's not a joke. Oh, when that, I, even when the vaccination comes, I needed to hit my body for a while before all yeah. that other happens. But uh, I'm going to be honest about all that too. I know we're signing off, but if I didn't have a kid, I probably would be one of these assholes that's outside all the time. Mm. My five-year-old is what scares me because I'm like I don't want to get anybody. Sick. Weren't you laughing about coronavirus with uh, with with, with uh, Stephen? Well, uh, Stephen. Uh, Stephen James. Yeah, big old Stephen James. Oh yeah, because Corona's hilarious, but I haven't been outside. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he can go outside and do all that wild. Yeah, shit. he's oh, no, no, traveling no, no. around doing shit. I'm not doing nothing. I'm at home. No, no. I think a lot of people once they realize how serious shit is, smartened up real quick. I here's the thing. I I. When it first, I knew it was, I was joking about it when it first started appearing, mm-hmm. but the minute, and know this is not a lie, I've said this on the show before, when the NBA canceled his season, I stopped laughing. And that mm-hmm. was before everything started shutting down. That was before the stores and everything in schools. I was still going to work. As a matter of fact, I talked about the NBA thing at my job when I went. The NBA shutting down, and this is going to sound stupid, I know, but I, I love sports. I follow sports my whole life. Oh. I know how serious the NBA is about their money. And yeah. for them to shut down for a season, that was a red flag. I went, oh, this is for real. This is a real thing. And that was the first indication. And then NHL right after them. And then the NFL after them. And then Major League Baseball is like, oh, we're going to push back. And then my job, which is working with um, public school systems, they shut down. It started getting real. I knew, like, the first domino for me was the NBA. When that shut down, I was like, okay, I actually woke my wife up because they made the announcement at night. Mm. So it was like damn near midnight, and it bleeped on my phone because I know Brandon said that ESPN is looting the money, but not my money. I still I, <laughs> I still partake with the ESPN, and I got blipped on my phone. They were shutting down. I woke my wife up. I said, this shit is for real. Look, because she was laughing too. She's like, ah. When I showed her that, she got nervous. And then everything just started falling. So I was like, oh, and then people started dying. And then people, it became this whole thing. And then they brought the refrigerators to hold the dead bodies. You all trucks being rented for bodies and ICU units being full. (laughs) I don't know how I'm going to explain this shit to my grandkids because I'm just like. Oh, we had a terrible orange man in a big white house who didn't want to do anything. And he called it a hoax and everybody died. And then they can't. My son son is living through it and doesn't understand it. Yeah, he just knows that Corona is bad. That's all he knows. Yeah, my cousins are doing the same thing. One of my cousins is about your son's age, and he's like, "Oh, I hope I can see you after the Corona goes away." I'm like, yeah, these kids really don't have a concept of what's happening. And to be honest with you, as adults, I don't think we do either. Because I mean, how many times has society actually shut down because of a virus? Yeah, like how, hundred how, years, hundred years it's ago. Been that's a, the last a, and I'm sure it was easier to do then than it is now. It's almost nope. impossible to do now. It was just as bad because they were protest against wearing masks and the same shit. Those same idiots apparently kept breathing. Apparently <laughs> they kept breathing. That put a monkey wrench in the whole shebang. <laughs> yeah, they kept. They I wasn't even against the protests and all that other stuff, but I knew when during the course of it, I was like, well, I mean, 
Corona doesn't go away because niggas is mad. Like this is like yeah. this is not gonna <laughs> this is not gonna make the whole situation go. This is not gonna make it anything any better. But well, I'm happy you two are healthy and doing you, well. And you too, man. Hey, listen. I, told, I missed your family. I told my mom the other day because she was like, I hope you're not outside. Outside? No, no, no. I'm not outside. I, once I saw what the corona test looked like with mm-hmm. the swab that goes what, all the way. What, you don't want way, a brain crunch? The, the swab that goes all the way into your fucking brain lobe right there. Yeah, it's yeah. called the brain crunch. I that said, fuck that noise. Now when I go outside, I wear two masks and a condom for no reason. I don't want any holes <laughs> exposed to anything. <laughs> I don't want a breeze to hit an orifice. I could, if I could wear, if I could hear through earplugs, I'd have those on too. You're not swabbing me, motherfuckers. Then my, my wife is like, "Well, do you want to get the antibody test just to see?" No. Mm-mm. I did it. I, I had, did it. I had. This is a true story. I had a problem with the doctor when we almost got into a fist fight because I had a sore throat and they were trying to check for strep and they put that stick in your mouth. Yeah. I don't do the stick. My I had. I have a problem with. My guy reflex is ridiculous. I can't do the stick. So she tried like twice. I kept closing up. I said, you know what? Let's just, I have strep. Let's just, we'll just say I have strep. <laughs> Can you just give me. Drugs. I'll pay the money. Because the amoxicillin is not a drug. It's just, it's an anti, it's an anti. Um, yeah, material. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You're not, I'm not getting high off this shit. Let's just, yeah. we'll agree to disagree. We're meeting the middle. I have strep. I don't need the stick. I'm 37. I declined the stick, okay? I'm not a porn star. Let's just get this figured out and write the prescription out. I had to get a camera shoved down that way because of fucking... I have acid reflux, and I didn't know, and I thought it was something worse. And needed a camera to... down your throat he, to realize you yeah, had acid reflux? Yeah, he did that reflux. for to be seen. Like, all that footage <laughs> yeah. is up there. You just go and see inside of Joe's... Like, oh, oh. There it is. <laughs> That was Man, wild. That was it the was one the time I wish we did have a video function right now for everything that's going on. <laughs> you can record these, but uh, oh no, I know I, I didn't. Oh. I should have. I didn't, uh, but I know that you can. But um, I'm glad you didn't. <laughs> Actually, now I know why I didn't because uh, Brandon was telling me before about his background. So. Thank you guys for coming on to the show. Thank you so much. We are actually done here. I'm through uh, dragging you guys through the mud here. No, uh, I'm just a blast. I always enjoy doing these. We should do another one. We should. We, well, 150, give me a buzz. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. anyway, uh, thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for downloading. Thank you guys for sharing. And of course, thank you guys for enjoying episode 148. 100 episodes, now pay him. And make sure that you buy my husband's t-shirt at ProWrestlingTees.com slash A-J-O-U-N. Please, he needs this. Listen to my daddy's show. He's the best, so I don't know.